They are some spicy cards. There's some really cool ones to talk about. Some like instant community favorites, which is actually like kind of remarkable. And I had a really uh, fun interaction with Sasha Markovic and um, Enrique Lindner, the, the artist. Um, mm. And you know what? I'll include this in the podcast. Hello. Hello, people watching and are listening to the podcast. Uh, there's our cold open here. I had a really yeah. cool interaction where uh, Sasha, I think he tweeted something like, he's the one who designed this card. And he was really surprised that he you know, it made it all the way through to print, even with the name. Um, and I, and uh, separate from that, the artist, uh, Henri, or Enrique Lindner, um, like uh, responded to one of my tweets about it with like a, a, Mo, a Ma, Moa, Maui? What's, what are those heads? Those uh, on the island, on Easter Island? Oh, like the like the Easter Island? Yeah, the yeah, Mo, yeah. Uh, Moai. Moai heads, yeah. Moai. Yeah, he responded to like a with a little emoji of that, and I was like, be- nice. between I responded to Sasha, I was like, between Sasha's like design and uh, Lindner's art, like this is an instant like community favorite. Everyone loves the Rock. There's so many mm-hmm. memes oh, about yeah. it. I want to build a UPF Rock deck uh, where yep. the whole goal is just to smash people with rocks. I love, I love that the picture of the Rock has handles. On the sides, <laughs> so you can <laughs> smash it with it. It it totally looks like it could be like a Dark Souls or Elden Ring weapon. Like I could see just someone running around with a stupid rock in PvP, just being like, huh, yeah, huh, huh. <laughs> yeah. Like I, I, I'm I'm really excited for this set and building on something I said last week as well. It it saddens me when people look at these cards right off the bat and say like, oh, this card like is awkward to play or isn't good or whatever. It's like, I don't yes. know. Just, just accept the rock. Just, <laughs> just, <yeah. laughs> just take it for what exactly. it is. It's a rock. It, it might get better. It, it might yeah. not. Like if people are like, oh, well, it's really hard to do because you have to have no cards in hand and also three years is flowing. It's like, okay, yeah, sure. Whatever. Rock, you know? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, it's not I love as well. It's more complicated than that, at least for right ex- now. <laughs> Exactly, exactly yeah and it's, it goes to show as well because we've had um we've had people on like facebook the facebook group already building these detailed dockets of how to swing rock as well yeah <laughs> how you can uh, do these things it was a uh, joshua scott from uh, lss made this awesome like image that's right that yeah. has all the things i shared this on my twitter if you want to go go see it um but it's just all the ways to activate and actually attack with rock um i can't yeah. wait to build the deck it's going to be so sweet. It's going to be the janky The damage as hell. can't be prevented. Like, yeah. Rock. <laughs> yeah. I really want, like, oh. some attack reactions <laughs> that, like, go with the rock. Like, mm. I also love that it's weapon-type rock. Like, yeah. it, it's called oh, yeah. rock, and it's weapon-type rock. Oh, it's so good. It, it is a rock. Um, yeah, one of the people in our, I think it was the Spike Feeders uh, Flesh and Blood channel, was like, oh, but you can't even pummel this thing. And somebody else responded, of course you can't. It's a rock. How would you yeah. pummel a rock? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I was like, yeah, fair, fair point. Fair yeah. play. Fair enough. Yeah. Something. I, I uh. really wanted to, maybe I'll still do this, but I really wanted to smash the cards together, uh, smash with big tree and rock and make it smash with big rock. And then, <laughs> and then edit, out, edit out the tree and then put in the rock. So the brute guy's just holding the rock. Someone do that. I might do that, but also if I don't, someone should do. That. Someone should do that. Smash Challenge with big accepted. Rock. And I think it's the same. Well, it's the same yeah, attack Az too. loves making weird photoshops. <laughs> so you, you want you want him holding the actual rock, or do you want him holding the rock, the wrestler? Uh, no, it should be well. <laughs> no. 
it should be the rock. It should be the rock yeah. from this art. If you want to go oh, yeah, fancy, no. you could do a picture of the brute holding this rock, and then you can have a picture of the rock holding the rock holding as the rock. well. Yeah. You could do both. You could do both. <laughs> I also would like to note that Smash with Big Tree attacks for seven for the red, and so does mm. Rock. Yeah. Eh? Eh? It's it's so close. Intentional. Intentional. It's perfect. It's perfect. Um, well, how's it going, everyone? And welcome to the Living Legends Podcast, a weekly Flesh and Blood podcast where we talk about all aspects of the Flesh and Blood trading card game. As you guessed, today we're talking a lot about spoilers. We have a lot of spoilers to cover. Uh, joining me, as, as always, we have Az from Golgan Gaming. Hello, welcome everybody. Excited to talk about some of the spoilers that we've had so far, including my own as well, which, yes. is, uh, which is nice. Mm -hmm. yeah. Yes, really exciting. And then uh, Bill from the Spike Feeders. Hello, everybody. Uh, <laughs> the, the spoilers for this set so far, I'm actually like so excited for them. Every single time they post a new card, it's like, oh, this is weird. Like, this is something that we haven't seen before. And that's phenomenal. <laughs> oh, it's brilliant. Yeah. I love these expansion sets. I also really love drafting. And I know folks are like, hey, I want more draft sets. I get it. I love drafting. It's actually one of my favorite ways to play any card game. Hmm. Um, but these wacky like expansion sets with all the crazy cards like the rock we were just talking about cards that are just goofy that maybe don't fit in draftable sets it's so yeah. much fun i think when we get to yeah. the point where we have two draft sets and two expansion sets a year i think that's when things will start to really feel really nice and i know james uh said like ideal four is his his ideal four sets a year um mm -hmm. but you know we want to make sure that i think it's smart for them to not over commit if they're not ready for it um and so having them being able to release stable releases with like good cards is um more important than just pumping out as much as they can um, definitely yeah. it would it would be really easy to have them spread themselves too thin yeah. and that's really not something i want to see uh because the design up to this point has just been like s tier like a plus 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 yeah it has uh, I'm going on to the, re the release schedules as well with regards to what they're releasing and when. Um, there was a video recently posted by uh, the prof about yeah. the Flesh and Blood has two years remaining or, you know, some sort of title along those lines. Yeah. Yeah. And, 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 and spliced into that footage was, um, was um, footage of James White, like, speaking. Uh, and and he was like, oh, you need you need time to be able to digest and enjoy yeah. these products as and when they come out, not just set after set after set. We just not we just don't take that in, unfortunately. Um, but they're doing it really 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 well uh, with what they're doing now. So yeah, that's, that's just what echoes what you just said there with regards to how they're releasing things. I think they're doing it very well. Exactly, and I, and I I really like that too. I think it's yeah, a hundred percent, hundred percent agree with James. It's something I thought a lot mm. about even before Flesh and Blood. You need to temper your releases so people can enjoy yeah. them. So you have more time to develop cards for other sets. So maybe exactly. you have space to do really fun things like uh, like, a, like a dual deck, like classic battles or their PVE mm -hmm. thing that they're doing so that it doesn't feel like some other card games where it's just like nonstop crap just over and over and over and yeah, over. You can't keep up with it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You need to, again, digest it is what is the words right. that it's James just said. One, one constant spoiler season. And yeah. It just, yeah. It, sometimes it gets exhausting. And also, um, it's right. it's more considerate for the player base as well, because uh, yeah. there's something that gets thrown around in, honestly, a lot of 
uh, like trading card game spaces. Um, the idea of wallet fatigue. Yes. Oh yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. If Flesh and Blood had a new set every month, I wouldn't be able to go nearly as hard as I do when a new set does come out, and yeah. it would just feel worse. I would have less idea of what the set is about, less ability to buy into it, and less time to really sort of think about the interactions that the new cards are, are introducing and it would just like i don't know it's more overall product which is like kind of cool but at, at a pretty steep cost to player enjoyment yeah. um because so, like yeah i i love the way they're doing it yeah mm -hmm. I, I i agree 100 percent. like for me personally i spend about between a thousand to two thousand dollars on every flesh and blood set now not all that's for me. Some of it is for patron rewards and other things, right? So there's a, there's a decent chunk that I get that I immediately ship out to other folks um, mm. for, like, supporting me or whatever. But I probably spend around that much. I buy maybe 20-ish boxes, 20 to 24-ish boxes a set. And if it was, like, every other month, there's no way in hell I could afford that. But, like, every, every, yeah. every, every four months, yeah, I could save up for that. Like, yeah. it, it's, like feasible for how how i have everything so mm -hmm. the way that you consume the game yeah the way i can <laughs> yes but i mean like i assume like it's also easier for other folks too because they ha will have more time to save money um they're not mm -hmm. constantly you know being demanded you know hey here's a new product give us money give us give, give us mm -hmm. money um yeah. and obviously people don't have to buy into that kind of stuff but if you're an entrenched player and you really want to experience everything it, it can feel bad having to skip out on something if you can't like uh you know, afford it or whatever. Mm. Um, yeah. So anyway, yeah. Uh, let's, let's talk about spoiler cards. Uh, <laughs> we, let, let's just jump into spoiler cards. We'll just jump into spoiler cards because uh, I was gonna ask about our week in flesh and blood, uh, and if you have something great to share, we can we can do that too. But um, I figured part of that will be as a spoiler card, to be honest, because yeah. Uh, yeah I'll that's what I mean, yeah. So, so yeah, the, the week in flesh and blood really is is basically the spoiler cards. We've all we've all had our eyes on them as they've come out. But luckily for me, I was part of that process. Yeah, man. Um, so uh, so yeah, my, my week was basically just reveling on the high of releasing that video, seeing sort of three hundred plus people watching the premiere, um, and it was an interesting journey for me as well because it's the first time I've ever done this. So thank you LSS mm -hmm. if you're watching this now in the future for allowing me the opportunity to do so. Um, and it was an interesting journey for me because I originally uploaded a video on the Monday night to YouTube ready for the premiere the next day. And then I went to sleep, woke up, watched it back, and I was like, right, okay, no, it needs to be better than this. So I added more things to it, got more high-res images and stuff, um, and uh, ultimately released released it differently um, to, to what I thought was to, to the best of my ability. Um, and I thought it went down quite well. People said the chat was good um, on the day. So, yeah, proud of it. Thought it was good. And the card was sick as well. So, um, yeah. yeah. And, and you would, you, yeah, carry on. I was going to say, <laughs> as and I literally just finished playing with it. Like Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. um, so, if, so, you wanna, uh, if you want to see it in action, there was a live mm. stream that as and I just did playing some games. I played Lexi. Dromai and Icelander, and he played Azalea three times with the new bow. And mm. uh, if you want to see that, you should, you should watch it. Watch the stream. It's really fun. Really fun games. Um, yeah, exactly. We'll talk about the bow um, when we get to it, but it's it's mm -hmm. pretty, it's pretty strong. I think I think it's actually stronger than yeah. people give it credit for. 
Um, yeah, and I think um, yeah, I, th- I think I think we should yeah, well, we should just probably just skim over it now because uh, well, obviously we're speaking about it, but it, I think it's I think it's a yeah. really really good one. Um, and if you want to see it in action again, as Kel said, you can do because we just literally played it. Um, but it is it is an awesome awesome bow. It allows you to you know there's loads of interactions on the game. It's hard to explain, but there's loads of interactions on the on the video that we just did. Um, but um, it's hard to evaluate it as well right now because we don't have the aim counters. Uh, once we know what the aim counters do, it's going to give us a lot more scope as to how powerful it can be. But um, there were time there were there were times when I was loading it in and getting lots of aim counters, but not knowing what they do. So you know, what do they do? We'll see. <laughs> let's <laughs> let's read out what it does for the uh, read out what it does. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So so our our listeners know what it does. In fact, you know what? I'm going to try something fancy. While you do that, let me see if I can just pull up all of these images mm. into OBS in real time, and we can just have them on the screen in OBS for the viewers. And for the listeners, yeah. we'll, we'll read them out so you're not you're not missing anything here. So, um, Cool. Well, if, the if, visual if, listeners. Yeah. <laughs> the visual listeners, yeah. Well, well th- this is, the, this is the, uh, the card. You won't be able to see it on my... because it's, it's quite a small screen. But I've got two cards here, as you can see. The Sanskar Great Bow. So if Kel wants to get the image up on the visuals right now, then absolutely fantastic. But if not, I'll read it out to you. Um, so once per turn action, you pay one, and you look at the top card of your deck. You may put an arrow card from your hand or the top of your deck face up into your arsenal and go again. Um, so you don't have to do that. You don't have to load uh, the bow at all. You can just use it as a pseudo, see what's on top for an Azalea's ability. Or if you don't have any cards in your hand, uh, or if you do have a card in your hand that's not an arrow, you can pitch that to look at the top card. And then if it is an arrow, normally with any other bow, you would not be able to get that into your arsenal. But with this card, you can play that arrow into your arsenal face up and then potentially use that with a tunic trigger, which is what the interaction was on the game that we just played. I didn't have an arrow in hand, but this bow allowed me to use a red and the ledger off the top. Um, it wasn't it wasn't dominated with Azalea, but still, you know, red and the ledger off the top when you've got no no cards in hand from blocking on a previous turn, I think is a good line to have, especially when you do have the the powerful effects that Azalea has. You need to be able to access those more often, and that's what this card does. And that's not even knowing what the aim counter does either. Um, so there's been a lot of speculations on from the community as to what an aim counter might do. I think the most popular one is evading armor like a reverse dominate we've seen overpower in this set which is like a pseudo dominate is the aim counters maybe an evasion more evasion in a different way for this hero um but but we'll see i've i've spoke for about a minute now on this but i just because i absolutely love it and i think it's fantastic and again uh if if you want to if you want to see see the interactions uh albeit kel did blunder on one of his turns just a little bit just a little bit but um yeah, that's the power of Red and the Ledger. Um, but um, but yeah, uh, you can go and see it. You go watch it on the previous video. It will be up when you are listening to or watching this. So go and have a look at that. Cool. I just I just now got the, it all set up. I got a slideshow set up. So those who are watching this visually, we will have the cards up in real time here, which is which is great. Lovely so, old job. Here is the bow. It, it's it's really cool looking. All of these I think will have their Marvel frame versions. Those are mm-hmm. the ones that I have uh, images of here. Yeah. Um, and I, I think, as was saying this, I really love that it helps one of Ranger's biggest weaknesses, and that's not having an arrow. And this exactly mm-hmm. helps with that, because you can still use it if you don't have an arrow and see if you have an arrow on top of your deck. And I can, I can always 
think back on that, um, I can't remember if it was at U.S. Nats or if it was at the Pro Tour. I think it might have been U.S. Nats where it might have been, I don't remember who it was. It might have been Isaac or who, I think it was. who yeah, played on, uh, Ice Lexi. Yeah, who played Lexi. And he basically had opponent dead to rights, plays three of a kind, draws no arrows, arsenals and passes. And I'm like, oh my, that is so rough. And so, yeah. 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 It's uh, like, like, yeah, what, like exactly what you were saying, both of you. Um, This is the type of just one extra layer of being able to hopefully dig yourself out of a whiff. Mm -hmm. Um, It's like one extra thing that you can do that just, you know, maybe makes it so that your hand isn't dead, which is something that Mm -hmm. that uh, both Rangers really have to worry about. Um, That's right. So. It's yeah. so extra good for Azalea, too, because if you already have a card in Arsenal, or maybe if you don't, right, you can look at the top card, and if it's a sick arrow that you want, you leave that one on top, and then you Arsenal from hand, and then activate Azalea to immediately give it, like, dominate. Like, it's so sick. It's so sick mm. for Azalea specifically, and that's why I, yeah. I really love this card, because I actually don't think it's that good in, like, Lexi, right? Like, you know, no, I, I think can, Voltaire is yeah. like, I mean, it's the elemental bow. Um, yeah. And it's not to say that the Sandscour Great Bow isn't strong, but Voltaire is like really good. I mean, Voltaire um, gives all your stuff go again and you can do it twice and it's an instant effect. Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm glad that this wasn't another uh, instance of, you know, uh, Rangers getting cool stuff and then it being locked behind a, um, a talent tag. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> yeah, 100%. Yeah. Um, yeah, do we want to move on to the next one? And, and by next yeah, one, yeah, I definitely. Mean, we'll talk about rock again. Let's, let's go back to the top. Yeah, we have a. Let's go back to the, the rock. Can there. you smell? Can you smell? <laughs> what my rock is cooking? Well, my arsenal is. Never mind. Um, yeah. you, hey, look. You, it, you guys ever, uh, you guys ever like get it, hit yeah. in the face with something? And there's that like, <laughs> smell of when you get hit in the face? Yeah. yeah. That's what this evokes. That's what rock Ooh. evokes for Ooh. me. It, hey, it, it does oh, kind of, it does kind of look like a kiln. So you could, yeah. you can maybe, cook, yeah. you can maybe cook something in it. Um, so uh. for the uh, audio listeners out there, rock is a brute weapon. Rock, two-handed. It, it the name is rock as well, but not with the C. It's just R O K. It attacks R-O-K. for seven, once per turn action for three res- re- re- mm, resources attack. Hold <laughs> Activate rock only if you have no cards in hand. Damage that would be dealt by rock can't be prevented because you're getting hit in the head with a giant boulder. How are you going to prevent? How are you going to prevent that? Yeah. Like say. I'm going to cast Oasis respite. No rock. No, no respite for you. No respite. <laughs> oh wow, yeah. Smash. That is um, true. Yeah. Yeah, it's sweet. There is no um, Oasis respite when you're getting crushed by a boulder. That's a nice boulder. That's a nice boulder. <laughs> <laughs> It's not just a boulder. Yeah. It's a rock. Then, yeah. <laughs> so many. There are so many popular <laughs> so culture good. rock references. That's it so really good. is. Never I mean, what's more yeah. like immutable than a rock, right? It's like the base level item. It's just like before just before humans it. had anything, they had rocks, right? <laughs> that's what that's what humans had. Rocks are trusty. Like, we even made them our pets at one point. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. As was telling me about how he eats rock soup. 
Stone soup, yeah. <laughs> stone soup, yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, when the going gets tough, you just eat stone soup. You just boil it in a, you know, and it just tastes like nothing, really. I was asking the audience earlier on the stream what seasonings you would use to make it yeah. taste better. Um, I suggested and, um, a fistful of, like, bay leaves or an entire oregano plant. Yeah. <laughs> just put the whole I mean, plant whole plant to be there. fair salt is kind of a rock it's just very small rocks salt mm. salt is a sand really um <laughs> i do believe reared in del miro the flesh and blood artist he was in the chat and he suggested rock salt i rock believe salt. yes as the season <laughs> yeah it's yeah. pretty good it just adds to the overall flavor of the uh the dish yeah, yeah. um but uh but yeah for for rock there is one uh sort of relatively large downside that people have have noted yeah. that the way that it's worded you can't pitch your last card in hand like if you have right. you know you're down to one card in hand and it's a blue you can't yeah. pitch it to attack with it because of how playing cards works yeah. um mm -hmm. you can't activate it until you have an empty hand yeah because um, uh in, in flesh and blood i think this is the way i i understand it the, the easiest in flesh and blood you play the card first and then you pay for the cost so you yeah. cannot actually play this because you'll still have a card in your hand because you have to pay it second. That That's yeah. the best way to think about it. Yeah. So, yeah, that's that's something that uh, detractors, rock detractors, have, <laughs> have been mentioning. Um, but, yeah, I don't know. I think that it's an impactful enough effect that being locked behind that kind of, um, you know, those kind of hoops is, like, probably warranted. Yeah, um, it's... Also, I have a tinfoil hat theory about maybe potentially an underlying mechanic for this set. It, it's not quite as easy. I, I like to tinfoil hat theory about sets uh, when mm. we start seeing spoiler cards. But because this is a supplementary set, there might not be consistency throughout these cards. Yeah. Um, but I think that there will be cards revealed that care about pitching. Uh, and obviously, like every card in Flesh and Blood cares about pitching, for the most part. I think there will be <laughs> sort of more of an emphasis on the action of pitching. I don't know what that would look like. I don't have any uh, anything to back that up at all. Um, but that's what I think. And that's mm. sort of something that I think because of Rock, because, you know, you will have had to have pitched previously maybe they're going to add some sort of incentive for that so that you have resources floating mm -hmm. um, because you've already done something with pitching. But, you know. Uh, I was going to say every every hero except for Briar cares about pitching. Yeah. There's <laughs> a joke about how she only plays zero-cost cards with Gogan. Um, no, it, yeah. that's accurate. <laughs> that's pretty true. Um, yeah, I, 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 it'd be interesting to see. Uh, currently, there are a few ways to play and activate Rock. Like mm -hmm. uh, the ones that I came to came to my mind first, but there's like a big, a big, big spreadsheet thing on it. I think we mentioned it earlier at the at the top of the show. But I think the mm -hmm. easiest ways are deep blue. So if you deep blue with a single card in your hand, you deep blue that card. You have three resources, so you can attack with rock. Uh, you can also have no cards in hand, plus plus uh, energy potion and a tunic trigger, or any other way to generate one resource. So you can do energy potion plus tunic or um, the other the other one that you can sack to get one one resource. Um, Blossom Spring. Yeah, that one. That one. Yeah. Um, so there's some ways to, to do it that all require a lot of setup. I think another one was like, was it Amulet of Ignition? There was like an amulet that, that can do it. 
Yeah. Yes. I don't remember which one it was. You're thinking of the, the one that gives you a resource, but only if you haven't played or activated any cards this turn, I think is the way that that one's worded. What? I think or so. Are I mean, you thinking of the one that if you pitch uh, something that would add exactly one, uh, break it and add three instead? I mean, oh, that, that one still wouldn't work because you it still has the problem of you have to not have a card in your hand. Um, mm -hmm. Unless you just had a way to pitch into... Okay. Something. Yes. I don't, I don't mm. So it is Amulet of Ignition, and it says uh, it's an amulet, uh, zero cost, it has go again, it's yellow. Uh, instant destroy amulet of ignition. The next ability you activate this turn costs one less. Activate this right. only if you haven't played a card or, or activated an ability this turn. So you need amulet plus an energy potion to do it. So you would mm -hmm. have yep. uh, you have your amulet, uh, no other card, no other things, so you crack your amulet first. So rock only costs two to, to swing in, and then your energy potion will be two. So you can make a deck where it's like uh, energy potion, um, amulet, amulet of ignitions. Uh, you can also run stuff like what some of my favorite ones were um, amulet plus any one cost go again and a blue pitch card. So you crack your amulet, and then you pitch a blue card to play a one cost. So you'll have two floating, no cards in hand, and you will have played a one. And then you can crundle in with rock. And the the best one to do that with, and this is the one that um, Joshua recommended, is Rolling Thunder, which is a one-cost brood attack with Go Again, Ooh. where you roll a six-sided dice, and then your next brood attack gets plus X, which will pump the rock. So you could wow. have yeah. your amulet, Rolling Thunder, maybe maybe get like a six, and then come in for 13 with the rock. Makes perfect sense as well. Rolling thunder. You're literally using the rock as a bowling yeah. ball. Yeah. To pit, rock, to... rock and roll. Rock yeah. and roll. And there's <laughs> there's a bunch of them. Um, like oh you can do God. bark bark bone strapping, and maybe you'll maybe you'll get a six on your bark bone strapping. Yeah. Um, oh dear. But rock is sweet. I'm definitely I'm building a UPF rock deck, where all oh, yeah. I want to do is is attack with my rock. I, I don't know if I'll even have any other ways to attack. I just want to attack with a rock. That's what um, you want to do, yeah. Yeah. Um, Jeez. It'll be, it'll be a lot of, like, brute cards with, like, go again that pump up things. Yeah. It's going to be good. I think I think there I think there also could be like a um to 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 sort of service this line and it, and to fit in with brute and intimidate and all that sort of stuff is maybe a piece of equipment that says discard a card at random from your hand add that many resources to your resource mm. pool where x is the the pitch value of the card discarded so you're basically discarding cards at random but adding resources based on the pitch value of the card that you discard, which then could potentially you know, trigger intimidate and also allow you to swing with the aforementioned rock. Um, so maybe there could be something a lot in that design space where you discard cards to add the value, but then you're you're chucking the card away to get it, sort of thing. Yeah, um, that's kind of that interesting because yeah, it's like basically just it, it's like translating pitching into something into a language that brutes understand. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> You're like, oh, I get to discard the card. Yes. <laughs> yes, exactly. Yes, trigger, intimidate, and yes, throw rock. Yay. I mean, I, I actually kind of yeah. like that. That's that's not so bad. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So let's move on to the next yeah, card. Next one. <laughs> uh, okay. So the next one is the seasoned savior. First of all, I absolutely love the art on this. I absolutely mm. love that it's extended because this one is, well, it's an offhand. It doesn't say it's a shield. It just says an offhand. 
It's mm-hmm. Guardian Equipment Offhand with three defense, but not actually three defense, because it says, when you equip Season Savior, put two minus one counters on it, but it has Battle Warrant. So you can block with it at any number of times, and it'll just keep getting minus two counters on it. But it starts with two on it. And now, at, at first glance, you're like, okay, big deal. So it blocks for one. So it's a, it's a, yeah. it's a rusted, rusted old buckler, right? Well, no. Yeah. Because we have another card that actually makes this card usable. Um, and that is the uh, Reinforce Steel. Uh, so Reinforce Steel is a guardian action. It's a common uh, cost two to play. Blocks for three. Remove a minus one counter from a guardian offhand you control with three or less base uh, defense. Now, um, obviously that's 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 pretty cool, right? I, I have a feeling mm-hmm. that we're seeing the red version of it here on the screen. We don't know mm-hmm. what the, the the yellow or the blue. I'd be willing to bet it's um, two or less base defense and then one or less base defense for mm-hmm. for the cards. Um, but I think reinforced steel is. By itself is super cool, by the way, uh, because you can use it on um, the Bastion of Eisenloft, like the the one that gives you. Yeah. It's, oh it's, yeah. It's gross. You can get, give them more frostbites. I think yes. that that's kind of a neat one. Because you can you can <laughs> yeah. block with it. They get a frostbite. It gets a, a thing, and then you reinforce steel. So you could just keep blocking with it and giving them frostbites. Or you can try to build up to this big uh, season savior to have that three block. Um, which is a lot, right? So having three block mm, yeah. means it, it actually blocks six total across three different blocks. That's madness, um, yeah. Which is like, I mean, that that's husk levels. Yeah, husk. Um, yeah. If, and like, it is because we've seen reinforced steel, this might be the only instance of this type of mechanic, the removing battle-worn counters. Yeah. Um, this, this might be the only time we see it, but if it isn't, then it's like, okay, this blocks for six, but also you might be able to block for three multiple times or two multiple times. Yeah. Um, so like it, the, the ceiling on it right now is actually just straight up a question mark. I don't know. Mm. <laughs> I, yeah, I think it's really cool, but I also hate it <laughs> because it's just, yeah. <laughs> it's just more ways for guardians to be, to turtle up and be like as defensive. Mm. Uh, old him mirrors are now going to go to uh, triple ultra time. <laughs> Yeah they're, yeah, they're just going to fatigue, and they're just going to be like, hammer you for four, hammer you for four, hammer... Like, whoever has the highest life and gets to attack first will win that, I guess. <laughs> um, but uh, that, that's, Another, pretty, that's that's maximum cynicism. Yeah. Another interesting thing about this as well is um, the fact that we've got another thing that says, well, I think we have another thing. I remember it being said somewhere else, but it says, when you equip this... So yeah, mm-hmm. there is that there is now like a phase or like a, a a sort of reference to actually when you equip things. So does you know does that phase happen at the start of the game where you go I right? So. I equip my I equip my stuff, or is there a, or is there a hero or maybe a piece of design space in the future that will allow you to equip things from your sideboard? I think um, both. I think both. yeah, because um, yeah, it's the crown, the one that makes mm-hmm. you. Royal. That's it. Yeah. Um, yeah. is the the other one that we've seen and yeah like with the way that um beginning of game is structured um you reveal your heroes you decide who's going first and then you uh do your sideboarding um yeah so you get to choose what your equipment loadout is and stuff so like at that point of the game it doesn't feel like the game has actually started but they're basically saying like it is technically a part it doesn't trigger right then and there because obviously you still have to draw your cards and everything, but mm-hmm. it 
basically triggers at the next possible instance that it can. Yeah. Um, which, yeah, I think is really, really neat. Um, and yeah, like I, I think the only other instance that I can think of, like you were saying with, is there a hero that can equip from the sideboard? Uh, Taylor. Yep. That's exactly what Taylor I was can do that at the uh, at the beginning of each of her turns. I think she can banish hmm. an equipment and something replace like it with that. something else. Something like yeah. That. Does um, she use the Does she use the equip word as well? Then yeah. does she? I can't remember. She, she does. does. She ah, does, right. Yeah. Yeah, so that's yeah. quite quite interesting. Um, but I, I do like I do like that as well. Like um, if they are sort of messing around with the the, the equip phase, you know, that's a, that's a that's a phase of the game that's. A, a, a technically a phase of the game before the game even starts so they're adding mm -hmm. these extra extra layers to the to the beginning of the game which could be interesting um going I would love forward to, so yeah i would love to see like a flesh and blood equivalent of like hephaestus the armor or something like that who could like yeah forge forge <laughs> armor or weapons or whatever like mid game that'd be that'd be rad yeah, would be. like orn from league of legends <laughs> yeah <laughs> um yeah um but yeah, it, something about this design space that I really like just before I move on to the other one is having uh, effects that trigger on equip is actually a really neat way to print really powerful effects on equipment, but have them not sort of poison the rest of the game. Um, yeah. Like that was one of the big things that I don't know if they publicly had an opinion uh, about it, but I think that's one of the reasons they stopped printing battle worn things, obviously. Mm. Um uh, this new shield notwithstanding, um, you don't really see battle worn on stuff because it ends up being, especially for like the original cards from uh, Welcome to Wraith and, and Arcane Rising, that they have these like pretty good effects. They're not super impactful, but they are useful on mm. equipment that block for three and then don't go away. Yeah. Um, like, so I'm pretty sure that's why we started seeing temper and um, yeah. Because it's like or blade break. It's like too much value. Because you, you you can block yeah. with it, and then you still have like infinite value with it. And the ones that I'm thinking of that are like exactly. quite quite good or like pretty good are like the Tecla Foundry Heart and um, Grasp of the Arknight. I think are, are the two biggest ones. Um, Gabby's um, tectonic plating too. Yeah, tech plating, like, scab skins. Yeah, which is funny. It's funny. A lot of these heroes, like the ones we're naming, are like heroes that are traditionally really good. And then I'm like, and then Ranger. <laughs> Uh, Skullbone can just block once and just then die. Blade break, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then, blade break. And then, and then oh. Ninja Ninja also has blade break, but it's like this insane ability, like an actually insane ability. Yeah, like an yeah. actually game warping ability. Yeah. So it's like you actually have to choose whether or not you're keeping this impactful thing around, or you really need the two life. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. But uh, anyway, I I do really like this. Um, this design space of you know the fact that this is the first time we've seen battleborn since arcane rising if i recall correctly um hmm. on a card that like needs a couple of hoops to be jumped through before it actually is good i think is like right in line with where battleborn should be so i think they i i really like what they did with it i i also this is maybe a little like counting counting chickens um i i like <laughs> This is this seems really cool for PVE. I know I keep talking about PVE, but it seems really cool because on like earlier turns, maybe you're fighting against a boss, you could like tank up to make sure you have enough block to block yeah. their like big attack or something. I don't know. It just it yeah. just seems really cool. 
for that kind of thing. I, I love yeah. I love these like different designs and yeah. I don't know. I, I really dig it. I dig it quite a bit. Um, speaking of really um, cool designs, I was gonna say speaking of tanking up, <laughs> both both and also blade break on ninjas. We yeah. have uh, Blazon Uroi, which is a ninja equipment chess piece. Blocks for one, or doesn't. Because while Blazon Uroi is defending on chain link four or higher, it has plus four. Uh, and then it also has blade break. So if you defend on chain link four or higher, it blocks for five, which is strong. Blocking for five is quite strong. I think we mentioned already um, the uh, husk. Right, and Husk blocks for six. It has a really big downside of you just start losing life every single turn. Uh, this one mm -hmm. just, if you can pull it off, blocks for one less with no downside, other than, you know, getting the setup. Um, yeah, other than needing to pick your moment. But yeah. I, I, yeah. I have like one funny thought about this card. And I'm like, I love how it's a ninja equipment and best defense against other ninjas or, yeah. or mm -hmm. Briar. But, you know. It's the uh, it's the mirror shield. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's like the anti ninja, anti like rune blade, like piece of equipment. Anti right rupture triggers. Yeah, just cancel yeah. the rupture stuff at the yeah. end of the chains and stuff. Yeah, uh, it's uh, really good for making sure you don't die uh, when your opponent activates their mask of the pouncing things. Mm. Well, well, um, well uh, you're not gonna have a problem uh, well, with that. I'm not gonna have a problem with that anytime soon. Well, yeah, because we have Blazing Uroy. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so I, I just think it's really interesting that um, the 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 ninja card, the ninja equipment, is like an anti ninja equipment. It's like, like you yeah. said, yeah, anti ninja tech for for your ninjas. Um, yeah. I don't. It's probably playable. Right, it's probably good to have in your loadout to, to put it in versus the decks that you know are going to go super wide. What's um, their What's their other chess piece? They don't have ninja. One. They don't They don't have one yeah, at all. It's usually like vest of the first fist or tunic or yeah. um, basically just that. Yeah. This <laughs> is, oh, okay. So yeah. So this yeah, is they the don't first... actually have a chest. Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. They're like ranger. Yeah. This is their first ninja like chess piece. Um, oh, we're gonna get a ranger one then. Do you think? Get maybe. a ranger chest. That'd be rad. <sighs> And maybe, oh, just please. maybe, it, it has the word uh, arrows with aim counters on them do. Oh, baby. That's what I'm hoping. That's what I'm hoping. Um, yeah, that'd be sick. Okay, so the next card, I love, like, very much. And mm. this, this episode will come out after my match against DM Armada in the Goliath Gauntlet Invitational. I actually played Shotgun Dash. Um, in the Invitational. Um, oh, yeah. And I saw this card spoiled right after we played it. And I'm like, this is just better. <laughs> this is just what I wanted to do, but better. So yeah. this is the Hanabi, Hanabi Blaster. It's a mechanologist weapon gun, two-handed. It attacks for five. It says, once per turn, or once per turn action, remove two steam counters from Hanabi Blaster to attack. Overpower, which is that uh, we talked about it last week. It's uh, can't be defended mm -hmm. by more than one action card. Um, yeah. The third time you play a card with boost each turn, put a steam counter on Hanabi Blaster. Um, what's really cool to note here is that there's no upper limit to the steam counters you can put mm -hmm. on here. So you can actually... I'm just thinking that. <laughs> yeah, you can actually stack up like four. So you can have consecutive turns where you're just coming in for five. And also, there's no other requirement to attack with it. You just have to remove the steam counters. So if you had to, you know, at the pinch, maybe at the end of the game, you could block all out and then still come in for five. 
with this uh, mm -hmm. overpower effect. Um, does this um, does this does this um, basically replace what Talashar was doing then on the end of the chain for Dash now? Do you I think, think, or I think is there? I think it's just better. It's just if, better. If, yeah. As long as you're being like consistent with your attacks and boosting, it's just better. It's just it's mm. free. It's like five. Mm. It attacks for more. It's um, evasive and it's free. And you can do it more than like three times or whatever if you need to. So yeah, so I guess you just have to make sure you are boosting at least three times to get the steam counters. Is there any other way to get steam counters on this? Not at the moment, is there? Not that you know, not yeah. right now. Not okay. that not that we know of. Um, there, I mean, I think it's it's relatively open design space to be like you know uh, to have steam counter manipulation where it's like mm. oh yeah, like add. Uh, like the next time you boost this turn, put a steam counter on uh, target either item or whatever you control. I yeah. think that that's like a totally fine thing to print. Um, yeah. So probably. Yeah, that's got that's got that's got metrics and pit set written all over it. That sort of mechanic, yeah. hasn't it? Yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, I think um, it's pretty good as well. Also, uh, everyone should go go watch that match uh, with me, me versus Diem Armada. Um, just at this just, point, it's out now, is it? I'm, yeah, it, it will be out at the time you are watching this, but not at the time we're recording this, if that makes sense. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, cool. Yeah, so it, we can't go watch it, but you yeah, can. Yes. <laughs> but you can, yeah. It, it's a really <laughs> fun match, and, um, well, you'll, you'll see. You'll see. I, I only run three whiffs in the entire deck. It's an all-boost deck with a wombo combo of plasma barrel shot. So the wombo combo is uh, you plasma barrel shot, uh, or Overblast uh, on a turn where you Visitronic Model I, as well as the, um, oh, what is it called? The one that, I always forget what it's called. It's like... Uh, uh, high Octane? High Octane, yeah. So you, you High Octane, mm. pop your Visitronic Model, and then you just pump through a bunch. And then the, the goal is to um, crack your uh, crack your Achilles Accelerator at the end, and then just smash in with your gun for just a, an absurd amount. Preferably, mm. preferably you over, uh, overblast and then crack the Visitron or crack the um, Achilles and then shoot them for like a, a buttload. Mm -hmm. So that's the goal. Um, there, there's there's three whiffs in the whole deck and it's literally just three Toma Fiendel. And you you should go watch it. You should go watch it. Oh no! Oh no! It. <laughs> um, oh oh um, all Ooh. three all three of them come up in the game. So, yeah, <laughs> just go watch it. Just go watch it. Just go watch it. Just go watch it. Oh, this, is, this is just so unfortunate. Um, yeah, but, but speaking of mechanologist cards, yes, um, yes, I would. There was I, also another card. Yeah, this one is a card that I also probably would have run in that deck. Um, not because it's like great, because it's kind of a meme. It could be great. I like it. So this is a card called Powder Keg, which actually comes in cold foil, which is really cool. Um, it is a zero cost mechanologist item. So this is something that you could start and play with, with Dash. Um, whenever a Mechanologist gun you control hits, uh, you may destroy Powder Keg and a defending equipment. Oh, oh, it's so sweet. Oh, it's so good. Um, mm, good, yeah. thing to, good thing to note, uh, the Tech Plasma Pistol is not a gun. It is a pistol. There is a difference. It is a pistol, yeah. Yeah, even though so I've heard folks being like, a pistol's a gun. Well, in game terms, it's not. <laughs> right, it's a no. pistol. Um, so currently this only works with the Hanabi blaster and plasma barrel shot. Yeah. Um, um, I do, I do very much, 
uh, I think this card is at the very, very least interesting um, because I think this was created with Data Doll in mind. <laughs> I mean, what? I I still want to play this with Dash because it makes it so your cards that force them to block and with, with equipment, but the, but they don't get destroyed. Because I had that come up mm-hmm. uh, where I'm like attacking with T Bone, trying to get them to, to to destroy their equipment, but they can just block with one of their whatever's that doesn't matter if they block with it. Um, mm-hmm. uh, this one will like, it will matter. Like no matter what, your card is getting blown up. Like, which is so sweet. Um, and if you can, mm. if you can set up multiples of these and like the, the magnetic shockwave where they have to block with multiple equipment and just blow up all mm. of their equipment. Ooh. Oh, that's so good. It's so spicy. I can see, I can see you doing I... this with, with, uh, well, okay. Here's the problem. Here's the problem. This is also always the problem with Data Doll. Data Doll only has a three card, three card hand size. If you're if you're playing a gun, uh, the Hanabi Blaster, or the Plasma Barrel Shot, you need to attack mm-hmm. with like a lot of things to make them good. And and Data Doll can only like attack with like three things. Um, so so yes, mm. but this is an item that can be boosted into play with Data Doll. That's true. That's, That's true. Oh yeah. I mean, that's definitely like bordering on magical Christmas land, but I'm pretty sure any turn that doesn't end with you just arsenaling and passing in Data Doll is pretty much magical <laughs> Christmas land. So, <laughs> well, I, I mean, like, you could have her specialization going, and you could have some other items, and this, <laughs> and then also cards to make them block, and then you can destroy their equipment. <laughs> if you have all you of get- these things. It could so, be. It's what I like to call a twelve-step plan. <laughs> yeah, it, could it all be lines up perfectly. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, but I'll be honest. Yeah, the, it, it's it sounds fun. It sounds like the the fun kind of deck that I would build and then lose every single game. <laughs> yeah. The, yeah. The thing to me that like in a non-meme capacity, the the reason why I say date at all is just because this doesn't inherently have go again. Um, so getting it into play is like a moderately awkward thing to do. I mean, dash it kind of doesn't matter because you can basically just end your turn with it um yeah but even then um i don't know i i I do think that this being an item without go again it does at the very least it's glancing at date at all (laughs) well like what i really love about it is that with dash you can start with it in play so if your opponent is playing some like degenerate um you know piece of equipment you can literally blow it up like as early as Mm -hmm. turn turn one because you can Hanabi Blaster, you're going to Hanabi Blaster, and then you could boost three cards. Um, and there's a lot of zero-cost boosts now, because you, uh, you have zero to 60, and you have um, uh, T-Bone, which is, uh, you know, if you're running all, you know, the full, the full Gambit, that's a good chunk. Um, mm-hmm. And so you could, you could boost, 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 Hanabi Blaster, and then Powder Keg them. Um, what's also great about the Hanabi Blaster is it has evasion, so it's a good chance that it will actually hit, uh, yeah. which, which is what the Powder Keg requires. So, I, I I don't know. I don't know how good it is to go all in on that. Like, you, I mean, you lose out on, like, the Tekla Pounder or whatever else you're running for Dash, but I don't know. It's it's cool. I want to blow up I want to blow up armor. That's sweet. <laughs> I want a card it would have been really, really good against. What? Uh, Crown of Seeds. <laughs> yes. Oh, God, yeah. I, I, uh, yeah, T-Bones. I saw so many T-Bones uh, get their abilities whiffed by uh, a Guardian just being like, oh, I'll just toss my Crown of Seeds in there. It doesn't matter. It's fine. Yeah. Yeah. But I, th- I think it's cool. And I like the design space. And uh, your equipment is not safe. Your equipment is not mm-hmm. safe. 
Yeah, maybe that's like a running theme in this in this deck. Uh, in this deck, in this in this um in this set is equipments and how to get round them and how to do extra things against them. Um yeah. maybe that could be a sub a sub theme in here somewhere. Because yeah. yeah, equipments do plague a lot of matchups and a lot of heroes and stuff. And you know, there was no worse feeling than shooting an arrow into a carrion husk. And it's just like, well, you know, I was gonna say, Husk isn't super relevant these days. It's still a really good card. No, but imagine yeah. imagine husking like blowing up their husk turn one. Exactly. Like, yeah. Just like attacking them for two and being like, ha ha. Yeah. <laughs> ha ha. Gotcha. Yeah. Um, I guess husk gets destroyed anyway when you block with it, but still, still. Yeah. I think I think a lot of heroes can sometimes hide behind their equipment, especially the guardians and stuff. Warriors. So guardians, you know, yeah. Yeah, warriors and guardians just have these bloody fridges that you have to get round. And for some people and some matchups, it's just impossible to sometimes do that. So giving those heroes potentially a, even a sideboard option to try and get round fridges would be lovely. Um, yeah. So yeah, just it. open up. Yeah, yeah just, just open up those possibilities. Get, just get around those fridges, unplug them, push around to the. Table. Yeah, just yeah. unplug them and just leave them out in the garden to defrost. <laughs> the refrigerator running. <laughs> <laughs> Oh dear! <laughs> yeah. All right, Some next strange one. conversations in this in this one is brilliant. Good, excellent conversations. Next one, yeah, absolutely. Um, we're gonna two. we already talked about the great bow. Next one is the amethyst tiara. Would one of you guys like to talk about this while I take a drink because my throat is down? Uh, yeah. Do you want to read it out? Uh, yeah, I will because you yeah. you got to talk about your your bow, and we're also yeah. skipping right now. But uh, yeah, so the yeah. amethyst tiara. This one is weird and mm. it's it's sort of in the same vein to me at least as the um the ninja chest piece where it's like kind of made for the for the mirror match yeah mm. um anyway so it's a rune blade uh head equipment uh it has one def it has one defense and blade break uh so you can block with it for one but that's probably not what you're going to be doing on average with this because it also has an instant ability to destroy itself and give your rune chance that you control spell void one this turn. Yeah. Which For then sure, means yeah. you can sacrifice your uh, rune chance to prevent arcane damage, um, each and every one of them. Which, again, is just like... It seems like it's pretty good for the for the mirror match where your opponent has cracked a bunch of rune chance and you're like, haha, tiara. <laughs> right. <laughs> or it's just good against, like, wiz wizard, I guess? Where... Yeah. Where they're yeah, like... Because each of those, you'll be able to you know stop their wildfire but or like my, my question for this is like what deck are you running where you're going to have a crap load of room chance these days like you used to do that for like the otk viscerai decks or the ones where you'd set up like the really big sonata turns but those don't exist mm -hmm. anymore because they've been banning mm -hmm. stuff from that deck like notably I, I think... um the the bloodsheet skeleta um, I think the way to evaluate this card is to imagine that it has like spell void three or four on it, like something totally reasonable. Um, because yeah, if you're in a situation where it's like, oh, I have 15 rune chance, you wouldn't necessarily want to defend with them even if you could. Uh, you'd just be like, I'm gonna block literally as much as I can and then attack you with this um, unactivated Rosetta Thorn for 30. Um, <laughs> So I, I think what this would end up being, um, like in most real use cases, would be, like I said, like blocking maybe three or four or five uh, arcane damage yeah. in like a pretty flexible way too. Um, 
whether or not that's like a necessary thing is kind of yet to be seen. Um, but it's again, they're just iterating on ways to defend and I am, I'm loving it. Yeah. Yeah. Like one of my favorite decks of all time is the, like an OTK Viscerai deck. Mm. And I'm, I don't know. Would, would I run this in my deck? Probably. I probably have it like in the sideboard. So if I was playing against mm-hmm. a wizard or something, I just slam this in and make it so they could never win. I mean, that, that works. Cause if I, if I have like 20 rune chance or whatever, uh, like I'm just building them up and, now twenty rune chance, like there's no way they can like OTK me. Um, so I yeah, so you can. So, so if they if they wildfire you for five and you've got twenty rune chance, you crack this and then five of your rune chance. They're basically acting as spectral shields for arcane damage. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. But they okay. are. Um, you you can also <clears throat> choose um, yeah. with spell void because it is a, it is an opt in. Uh, which is also quite nice because in a situation where you're playing OTK and you have 20 rune chance, um, like kind of goes against the argument that I was just making, but you don't have mm. to sacrifice all of them. You can sacrifice, you know, four or five all right. of them if, if you want yeah. to, um, yep. which does make it more flexible. Um, so like, I don't know, maybe it sees play like that. I, again, mm. I, I don't immediately see the the utility case for it, but I think it's interesting enough that I still like it. Yeah, I think it's kind of a cool card. I don't know how like, you know, super useful it will be, but I think it's cool. Mm-hmm. And I could, it, it's very pretty. I can just imagine Viscera wearing this nice little tiara on his head. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 In, in his in his tiara with his spring tunic. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. He's ready for summer. Ready for <laughs> ready for the summer solstice. He's not allowed to wear the the blood sheath anymore. He can only wear the no. Yeah. Well, no. no there's a, there's that other one. The other one that gives uh, you like Aether Iron Weave. Yeah, yeah, Aether Iron Weave. That was kind of cool. Yeah, yeah, um, that kind of fits in with this as well. Actually, um, yeah. but um, yeah, another thing, another thing on this before we move on is um, obviously it's instant abilities. You can crack it any time to give your thing spell void, uh, but also like it's going to be quite hard to time this as well because whenever you attack your rune chance pop so you you also mm-hmm. have to sort you have to kind of set it up as well in a way don't you to to really get it to work so how would you really read that as well that's quite another another thing as well because if you attack all your rune chance pop off so you have to kind of set up the defensive play almost yeah uh, in order in order oh I'm sorry good yeah so that's, that's what I was just thinking there you have to kind of set it up so maybe there's a maybe there's a card that generates rune chance at instant speed, which will then allow mm. you to do this in the set potentially. I don't know, but it seems like quite hard to get it get it off in that space. Instant speed rune chance, you say? I mean, yeah. I, I mean, I, I want I want OTK Viscera to be good again, but like I don't think mm. this is that great in like an aggro deck, like in Briar or something like that, where you're just like <laughs> rune chance smack you, rune chance smack you. This is probably like best in like a like a control or OTK style. Greenblade deck where you're building up a crap load and you just have like a, a bank of them. Like I said, like if you yeah. have like 15 to 20 and you're just sitting yeah. on them, like, yeah. Maybe yeah, that's think... maybe that's what's going to happen then, yeah. Now that we've uh, further discussed it, I, I do, I guess, kind of want to renege, renege, renege on uh, what I was renege. saying earlier. I do think that this fits better into an OTK Viscera. I, I was kind of like subconsciously um, evaluating it as though like all of your rune chance were going to die. Um, but yeah, like with, uh, to your point as where it's like, oh, well you kind of have to set up for it and not attack. 
that is basically just the game plan for OTK yeah. Viscerai. Um, yeah. Like they, they want to have rune chance around for multiple turns without attacking. Mm. Um, so being able to call on them in a time of, of desperate need um, mm. could actually be useful in some matchups. Um, again, it's, yeah. it's probably best against like a Kano style hero. Yeah. Um, or, you know, Kano. But yeah, mm. uh, exactly. Yeah. I was just wondering I was just wondering whether the sort of typical viscerize would would use this um not right now I don't think but only in only maybe against only against wizards or something because you probably could obviously what what a spell bound creepers do it makes you allows you to play something at instant speed doesn't it so you could potentially mm. play a, a revel in rune blood at instant speed but then they all they they would all be destroyed at the end anyway so that doesn't make sense either um and uh they you wouldn't be able to revel in rune blood because I think you have to have attacked um, or you have to have attacked or blocked with an attack, I believe. That's mm. uh, Spellbound Creepers, but I think yeah. with um, Revelin Runeblood, you have to have played oh. an attack and a non-attack this turn. Oh, oh okay, yeah. yes, yes. I'm sorry. So, I, I, I mistook yeah, you... Revelin Runeblood for that other one. Runeblood Incantation or whatever. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. Or uh, Read the Runes. Um, yeah. The the just vanilla card that just says make one, two, or three rune chants. There, um, yeah, there's also that other one that gives you like four and then... It, it, it like oh, uh, rune blood barrier there's that one oh, that was a classic i used to love that one when i was playing jank viscerai back in the day almost I, a year ago now jeez i i played it in otk viscerai <laughs> but the whole point was just to get the rune chance i would i would block yeah. I, I didn't want my rune chance to get destroyed so i would just no, block, it. block it out to protect them yeah yeah i'm actually that's wearing i'm actually wearing a viscerai shirt today for those of you watch, watch. and it says living legend on it so it's living Paul it, part it, of living legends podcast it, it does say living legend on it yeah, uh, shout out. That's our that's our merch. Um, yeah, I mean, I think it's I think it's like paper collective merch, but uh, this would be sweet merch though. It's like metal as hell. It does look quite nice. Um, yeah, we we talk about it. maybe it'll happen someday. Maybe we'll have merch someday. Um, <laughs> all right, last card. Yeah, yep. last card is uh, Sap. It's called it's called Sap, um, mm -hmm. with a very trippy artwork by Reardon Delmiro. Uh, second time we mentioned him today. Oh, he was in, in the, the stream earlier. Yeah, he was in he the just stream. does good uh, work. <laughs> his art yeah. is very, uh, very noted, like identifiable, right? You can always mm -hmm. tell it's like his art because it's always like super trippy. It's, it's really awesome. Um, so what Sap is, it's a zero cost wizard action, blocks for three, deal three arcane damage to target hero, and then it has a new keyword, surge. If this deals more than three damage to a hero, you may remove an energy counter from a permanent they control. Okay, we have. Th there's a lot of stuff to talk about here. Um, mm -hmm. First of all, it's a zero for three, which is actually like kind of kind of power creeping. Some old wizard cards, like there's like zap, and zap is a zero for three, but it only hits your opponent. Like, it, mm -hmm. like so it's basically the same thing. Like this is like zap, but better. It's it's sap. Um, I just I just got that by the way. Yeah, have, oh, that's have, good. Yeah, we have sap and zap. Nice. So th zap. this is actually strictly better than zap because it's literally the exact same thing except with another ability. Mm. Um, we also know what the blue and the yellow do. So the blue and the yellow, they do the same thing, but the yellow does two arcane damage, and then the surge also says it has to do more than two arcane damage. And then the blue one deals one arcane damage, and then it, the surge says it has to deal more than one arcane damage. So it mm -hmm. scales equivalently. The surge scales equivalently with the, with the damage that it does, uh, which is interesting. Uh, it's a good way to just kind of think about a new mechanic. And that it's like, um, 
but it needs to do more than so it needs to be pumped by another arcane thing yeah. right yeah, yeah yeah like uh crucible of aether weave or any other thing that pumps um yeah that, that would work yeah um node and stuff yeah and the other really interesting part about this card is um it mentions energy counters now mm. there might be more but the one that i can think of off the top of my head is fiendel spring tunic because the tunic, mm. the counters you put on fiendel spring tunic are energy counters so this this can actually get rid of your opponent's tunic counters which is kind of hilarious <laughs> Um, yeah. Yeah. Again, again, inter messing with them. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and again, interacting with equipments as well. Another one yeah. that does it. Yeah. yeah. So, um, yeah. I, I I really am interested to see if they have more energy counters on things in the future. Yeah. Um, so there is one other card in the game that ooh. gets energy counters. Ooh, what is it? Uh, try to take a guess as what it is. Is it a is it a mech card? My guess no. would be a mech card. It's not a mech it card. It is not. It is oh. a wizard card. Oh, I, I know what it is. I know what it is. Is Ooh, it the Alluvian Constellus? Oh, of course. It is. Yeah. Yeah. It is. Those are also uh, energy counters, which is, again, funny that if you're a wizard playing against a wizard, the <laughs> opponent <laughs> will likely want to add in Alluvian Constellus because whatever. And then now with Sap, you can mess with their Alluvian Constellus. Oh, you gotta have like a you gotta have like a weird. gotta have like a wizard duel between like Icelander and Kano, and they both run Saps <laughs> and Alluvian Constellus. Pure oh. battle of wits, absolute it's, battle of Hogwarts. Oh. It, I imagine it's the so the scene where where Gandalf and Saruman are fighting with the with the sticks just just throwing each yeah. other across the room. Oh, it's brilliant. Yeah. Ah. <laughs> oh. oh. So good. Incredible. Saruman's got Gandalf on a rotisserie at one point. He's just like spinning round like this, like constantly. Yeah, yeah he, is. <laughs> he flies up into the Oh, I need to watch that again. So good. It's great. Except, um, extended editions only, by the way. hundred percent actually. Yeah. Um I also want to note, just for the folks watching this, the art that we have on here is actually the promo uh, art from uh Team Covenant. Mm -hmm. This is the Team Covenant promo. Mm -hmm. And I do believe they showed that they will have uh, all three pitches. I'm not sure how that's going to work, but uh, yeah, they have all three pitches um, mm -hmm. for promos, which is which is pretty cool. Um, yeah, that's uh, that's all we got today uh, for so far, yeah. for this. I mean, we've been talking for like an hour about these anyway. Mm -hmm. It's it's a, it's a good amount, um, and we're just going to keep talking about more spoilers as they roll out. I think it's just going to be get more and more exciting as. Uh, as things progress, I'm I'm so looking forward to Dynasty. It's, I, I say this for all yeah. the sets. I say this for all the sets. But I mean, come on, it's like, it's so. I mean, good. the the set's kind of crazy. <laughs> like already, it's kind of crazy. Yeah. I, I think, I think that's a really good sign, a really good tell as to how much like myself and everyone else in the community loves the game because every new set, everyone's like, super stoked, like mm -hmm. like. Oh my god! Did they just print this card? And it's like, yeah, they did. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah, it's such a great time. So, yeah. Um, do we have time for? I think we might have time for an arsenal step. What What do we have in our arsenal this week? Uh, does anyone have anything they would like to talk about? We have not. We did not plan this out, so I'm not. Sure, I'm not sure. Um, oh, oh, I've I've just been riding a wave of happiness this weekend, uh, this week in in general. So um, I've just now, all I've been thinking about is fab, to be honest. Oh, um, uh, uh, yeah, carry on. I do have one thing 
that also that also actually might have happened before you watch this, or it actually might happen right before you watch this. Um, As and I both picked up the new Magic Warhammer 40k like commander decks. Oh and, yes, mm-hmm. and we want to play them. And um, good good friend of uh, As and myself, I've uh, been talking to uh, Vince, also known as Pleasant Kenobi, and he and I have been chatting back and forth. And I'm like, yo, we gotta play some all Warhammer commander decks. Um, mm, and so yeah. we, we're gonna do that. And I think Vince is gonna live stream it on his channel. Um, maybe the day this goes live. Maybe sometimes on Wednesday. Week. Yeah, yeah. No, nothing. That. No promises in case we we we, we rescheduled it. But mm-hmm. uh, it's something that we're doing. And I don't play a lot of Magic these days. But no. I do really like Warhammer 40k, and I've been getting into it more and more. And so, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I'm excited to play. Mostly excited to play with the Warhammer stuff. Um, yeah, I, I'm going to be playing with either the Imperium or Chaos. Probably Imperium. It, it sounds like I know Az is really mm. big on Tyranids. And um, yeah, that's the, only, that's the only deck I got to be honest. So um, that's the only option I I personally have. But yeah, I'm very I'm very much looking forward to it as well. Yeah, I haven't, I haven't played Magic in ages. I think we're just going to play what the decks out of the box. Most yeah. of us. Yeah, it's, yeah. I, I think the idea is it's all Warhammer. No, no edits. Nothing. No just, just all Warhammer. Yep. Yeah. Nice. Um, cool. And uh, yeah, so there, there's that at least. Um, and then I have some other stuff coming up, like. Uh, the guys, or the I guess I should say the, the people from um, uh, Jasco Games reached out to me about doing something for the My Hero Academia card game. So mm-hmm. I should have that coming soon. I don't know. I asked them to send me starter decks, so hopefully I'll have some starter decks to play and to learn the yeah. game. And um, ho- hopefully if they arrive in time, we are also going to be doing a Vampire the Eternal Struggle stream around Halloween. Um, mm-hmm. got a gameplay stream, so that's going to be a lot of fun too. Uh, so uh, just 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 on that, while we're live, and might as well just speak about it briefly um, in the Arsenal step. Um, is um, oh, are we going <laughs> to are we going to learn the learn the learn the game on the stream, or are we going to have to learn it beforehand? Do you think? Um, I I don't think you'll need to know everything beforehand. So what what right. it's going to be? It's going to be me um, as um, Ian Kenderdine. And then Steve from Sushi Night. Um, and then, um, Bill, you can join us if you'd like to somehow scrounge up some some vampire a vampire deck and you want to play. <laughs> scrounge up some vampires, yeah. Um, just walking around in Canada. Because if you didn't know, Vampire the Eternal Struggle was a card game from the 90s. It was formerly called like Jihad and they changed the name because of reasons that should be pretty yeah, obvious. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's a game made for multiplayer. Like it's, it's specifically a multiplayer game. The game kind of died, but it was p- picked up again by a company called The Black Chantry, um, which I think they're also owned by Supermassive. They might be owned by, owned by Supermassive Games or something like that. Oh, but cool. in any case, um, it's still kind of kicking around, and um, they just have like a 5th edition set. You can buy the stuff. There's no booster packs. You you literally just buy pre- pre-constructed decks, or these just like bundles of cards. And mm-hmm. I, I just bought um, the starter, or like the 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 core thing, which comes with five decks, the rules and tokens and stuff. Um, and Steve from Sushi Night, uh, he's a huge fan of the game and he mm-hmm. knows all the rules and stuff. And so he's going to kind of carry us a lot. I'm going to read through the rules to kind of know what I'm doing. I know team covenant did a stream of it as well. So if you yeah. watch the team covenant stream, you might get a good idea of the rules, 
But um, I think it's going to be a lot of fun. There's a lot of politicking, right? Um, I know there's a thing in the game called like the favor, which is like you want to gain the favor because you'll gain you'll get an edge on like voting and stuff. There's also voting in the game. Um, you Sounds don't good. you don't have to like fight to win. So yeah. there's like it, it reminds me a little bit of um, like old Legend of the Five Rings where you have like multiple ways to win. Um, yeah, which, which is super cool. So. Um, so you can just negotiate yeah. rather than actual yeah. win through card mechanics in combat. You can just literally just run your mouth until you get the victory condition or whatever. Yeah, and, and like each vampire, <laughs> each vampire clan does that differently. Like if you want to do that, if you just yeah. want to politic the hell out of everyone, play Ventru. No, like, yes, Ven- the absolute the upper echelons of the vampire society. Exactly. Yes. Yeah, the Ventru are like <laughs> like the suit and tie, you know, kind of thing. Yeah. Um, personally, I'm I'm very fond of clan clan and house Tremere, which are like the, the blood wizards, basically. Mm. Um, Tremere is my clan. But I also like the Ventru, and I also like Gangrel, which are like the ones that can like turn into animals. and It's cool. I like, I, I'm like. i actually a pretty big fan of Vampire. I've played some of the video games and um, you know seen some of the stuff over the years, so I dig it. Nice. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, well, that's a good time. Yeah. yeah. We'll so see. Look, look I need to learn the need to learn the law. Uh, learn the laws. Uh, I need to learn the rules. But there's probably going to be <laughs> there's probably a lot, probably lots of videos on YouTube and stuff you could watch, and just like there is content on anything these days. So you have to do that at some point. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, that sounds good. Yeah, you don't have to be an expert going into it. Like, no, we're, we're all no. noobs. All of us are noobs except for Steve, and he's just going to kind of help us along. Which is yeah. Um, and yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun. The only thing is, is like they ship from like. Belgium or I can't remember exactly from a European country and um, I order them at the beginning of October we'll see if they get here before Halloween the idea is to have the live stream happen the Saturday before Halloween um, that's the goal but if we miss the goal then we'll just push it back and we'll probably stream maybe after we get back from Worlds or something like that so um, yeah yeah well if they, if they are shipping from Europe then uh, Az can probably just walk over there and Shake the hand. <laughs> yeah, I'll just yeah, offer him some stone soup and lovely old job. <laughs> <get> the, uh... <laughs> hey, hey, you guys want some pure British some hospitality right there? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, I come with trade. <laughs> uh, brilliant. Uh, I, I can I can imagine that uh, that meme with that guy who's like this, and it's like yeah. my offer stone soup. I receive <laughs> all of your. Vampire decks. masquerade, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Vampire. <laughs> <laughs> oh, brilliant. Good, good stuff. All right, I, th- I think that's, I think that's yeah. a good, good note to end it on. Um, yeah, absolutely. Thank you all for joining us for this episode. Thank you, As and Bill. Where can they find you? Let's start with Bill this time. Where can everyone find you if they were looking, looking, looking out? Uh, well, I mean technically my house but i'm not gonna get more specific than that um yeah. <laughs> on the internet uh, <laughs> i'm uh, i'm bill from the spike feeders uh you can find me on twitter at bill tsf uh you can also find me on youtube uh in some uh, live gameplay videos that we do for flesh and blood our youtube channel is spike feeders fab f-a-b uh, I think we actually just recently got an email that we can give ourselves a vanity URL. So uh, youtube.com slash spikefeedersfab, I think is probably just what nice. we'll go with. We're not very creative. Um, hmm. But uh, in spite of that, our videos are good, so you should definitely check them out. Yeah, absolutely. Agreed. Also, they will have a spoiler card 
for uh, for Dynasty. Yeah. So if you'd like to see this... the spoiler card, you should go subscribe. Yeah, yeah. keep here. Normally do six videos feed. for that. Yeah. I can't wait. We're, expect we're expecting big things, Bill. Yo, dude, <laughs> I, I, I'll be honest, man. Like, I've been watching some people Let's Play the new Monkey Island game, and I'm like, I, it just reminds me of your videos, and I'm like, let's see yeah. some more Monkey Island stuff, man. Yeah. Just, That's just gonna, probably just gonna, the direction we're going to go in. <laughs> just watch. So what I, lo what I love about it, and this is kind of what I try to do with mine, is like, if you ever will watch them as a whole, they'll just kind of create like this vignette of stuff that happens in, in Wraith. Uh, and I think that's what you guys are doing too. Like, you, there's like, if you watch them all together, there's just going to be a bunch of like little, you know, Monkey <laughs> Island esque vignettes, but flavored around like flesh and blood. It's super yeah, cool. Yeah, it'll be like these are these are stupid little plug and plays that you would get in Wraith. Like, yeah, you could buy them at the corner store in Metrics or something. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I dig it. It's it's super cool. How about you? Uh, how about you, As? Where can everyone find you? Cool. Yeah. So uh, I'm As from Go Again Gaming. Uh, I recently dropped the, the spoiler video for my card. So if you want to go back and rewatch that, or you haven't watched it yet, go and check it out because uh, I thought it was pretty good for my first one. Um, and uh, cheers, mate. Um, but yeah, uh, apart from that, I hang out on Twitter quite a lot where that's my stream of consciousness goes. So that's uh, Go Again Gaming AZ on, uh, on Twitter. So that's probably where I'm most active yeah. uh, on those two things. Cool. Excellent. And uh, I am Kel, also known as Red Zone Rogue. You can find me everywhere at Red Zone Rogue, including at YouTube now for some reason, because I was like, it was youtube.com slash Red Zone Rogue, and now they're like, oh, you can have a handle now. So you can also find me, youtube.com slash at Red, <laughs> Red Zone Rogue. Yeah. Uh, like, like Bill, uh, I'm, I'm not creative with that. I just like, it's Red Zone Rogue, just do it. Yeah. You gotta be consistent. consistent, why not? Yeah, be consistent with the branding. <laughs> That's number one rule. Maybe not <laughs> number one rule. Thank you, thank you all so much for joining us today. We'll see you next week for another episode of the Living Legends podcast. Probably a lot more Dynasty stuff. Yeah, absolutely. For the foreseeable future. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Probably. <laughs> Have a good one. Cheers. Cheers.